listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome to a One Take Podcast, back after a couple of weeks hiatus. But like we said, don't worry, you didn't miss anything. We said at the end of our last episode that we were supposed to review Blue Beetle. That was now three weeks ago. Oops. Uh, Still haven't seen it. Sorry. I don't think anybody did. I I saw it. Good movie. This week, well, the Teej is the only one. This week, we are reviewing a movie that a lot of people saw, actually, The Equalizer 3. Denzel has never been more back. (laughs) Not that he ever left, really, but like this is the first movie I've seen of his in theaters in like five years. So he's back. uh, There were only four of us that saw that film in theaters, but we had a great time. You liberal elites got to go watch your Shakespeare in theaters. I had to pay (laughs) for Apple. Yeah, I watched that shit on Apple TV Plus. It's awesome, but... It's really awesome. Actually, that's one of the movies I'm glad that I watched at home because I needed the subtitles, dog. Sorry. Oh, unreal. <laughs> <laughs> what I did they say? The subtitle. <laughs> what is that a that's not a word? Did, did you just make that up? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Adding THs to the end of things that didn't need it. <laughs> um you'd have to forgive Teej for this episode because he can't speak. Uh, due to a game that we will not talk about on this podcast. He was there. <laughs> I have way have more of a it. voice than I thought I was going to have at this point. Like a hundred times more of a voice than I thought I would. So I'll count it as a blessing. But yes, please bear with me. He was shitting on them Tuscaloosa kids. <laughs> I, I just know it. Except for that chug, man. That's Except a shotgun. For the, the shotgun, yeah. The shotgun by you was pathetic. Piss poor effort, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. You did better than I would have. I, that's I, a college I got freshman. He's supposed to cook me. He, that is not he, in my bag. It never I was, was plus 700 in Vegas before the shotgun. Plus 700. <laughs> Came in third. Out I, can of three. The, I can do like the, what's the Adam thing? The ring dunk? I could probably do that. But like a shotgun, I ain't got it for you. That Sorry. seems worse. That's a whole pitcher of beer, dude. I know, but it's a pitcher. And it's not about speed. It's just about uh, the pitcher. I don't know. I've seen women take that shit down. <laughs> um, Insane. Also, I was just cracking up at your Instagram story of, is that Calvin Candy's house? And I was crying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> at home and i was like oh my god parents like what what are you laughing at i was like yeah you wouldn't get it that tiktok that went viral this week of like all the alabama kids just in the same outfit i was like yo this is walking in shirt tucked (laughs) or untucked in some varying form of of sperry the polos the chubbies and the sperrys just insane man but you know those are my people shout out go to academy sports and outdoors (laughs) i don't know I didn't not dress like that. That's all I'll have to say. (laughs) So anyway, Denzel Washington doing some equalizing. Let's talk about it. Uh, Came out a few weeks ago. Finally dethroned Barbie as the top of the box office. Uh, Incredible run by by Mattel. I guess our corporate overlords won again. 
but uh, the Equalizer 3, rated R, 7.1 on IMDb. Still trending as a uh, fourth-ranked popularity movie overall on that website. Robert McCall, which I didn't know actually was his name going back through these movies. I just I thought he was the Equalizer. Robert yeah. McCall finds himself at home in southern Italy, but he discovers his friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As the events turn deadly, McCall knows that he has what he has to do become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia directed by Anton Fuqua back with Denzel Washington for the third time in this movie, directing him for like the fifth or sixth time in a movie, I believe maybe like the seventh um, written by Richard Wink, Michael Sloan, Richard uh, Liedenheim stars Denzel Washington, Dakota Fanning back with Denzel for the first time since man on fire. Yes. Man on yeah, fire. You did. Is it a gimmick? Sure. Do I care? Not even no. a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um, and she may be the only other like super recognizable face. The David Denham, who uh, Denman rather, who plays uh, what's his face on The Office, uh, Roy on The Office. You may yeah, know Roy him. from The Office. <laughs> He's in here, uh, and then a handful of Italian actors. Um, that you, I, I just had to assume if you're listening to this podcast, you probably wouldn't know, but uh, yeah. so I'm not going to butcher their names, but you can look on IMDb and give them credit. I'm sorry. I don't want to butcher their names. I don't want to do it. Um, the, this made good money, really expensive movie though. I guess gallivanting around Europe is uh, not cheap. So $70 million budget for this movie uh has made a hundred million dollars worldwide so it's doing okay uh, good for a rated r action movie largely in italian which i did not expect and neither did my parents <laughs> right <laughs> my parents were like what the fuck is happening <laughs> i know we have to read uh, i didn't know this game with an assignment <laughs> um no but this uh this is shockingly the best reviewed movie of the three films, which is reported to be their last film in this series, which makes a lot of sense because you can see it on screen that Denzel Washington is 70 years old. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not shitting on my boy, but like, <laughs> Father Tom catches us all. <laughs> yeah. Um, another entertaining outgoing uh, or outing, sorry, from Anton Fuqua and Denzel Washington, the Equalizer 3 mostly makes up for its formulaic story with generous helpings of cathartic action. Uh, we don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes anymore because they've been just like paying people out here. I don't know if we've they've been exposed. That, which I have a all... Rotten Tomatoes truther. It's still good and valuable and important. Sure. <laughs> how, many, how many reviews does it have? Um, it has. You mean reviews that nobody paid for, or <laughs> paid for reviews? Please be specific. One hundred and thirty-four reviews. Uh, two thousand, two uh, twenty-five hundred verified audience reviews. Though, see, this is what I'm saying. They're not gonna like sway the score of a movie with one hundred and thirty-four reviews, fifty dollars at a time. Like that's not happening. You know, those little shitty movies that have like eight reviews. Yeah, I believe you. But... Look, Doc, fifty dollars. Y'all gotta come <laughs> with it a little harder than that. I hold out for at least a hundred. 
at least if they came to me. I don't have it's expensive out of here. But yeah, dog. You want me to give the latest Disney flop the next uh, an A plus cinema score? You better give me a hundred bucks. Daisy That's Ridley's counting on me for Oscar consideration. I need some money, dog. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. Fifty dollars not gonna do much for me. But if you send me a hundred dollars, I will also write that your movie is good. I don't even <laughs> care to go see it. I don't even have to write that it's good. I'll write that it was a three out of five. Yeah, passable, serviceable. (laughs) (laughs) That's what. That's all it is. Is that yeah? It has to have that little red tomato on it. Anyway, we're (laughs) we're going long. There's an article in Variety, I believe, about about uh, companies paying uh, reviewers websites. We will say we have not been paid big uh, paid by Big Tomato, so you can get. Honest and truthful reviews here. Starting, we are willing to be paid. Please let them yeah. know. We are willing. If you would like to pay us, Big Tomato, please contact us. Um, I will let Tej go, and then subsequently go get some chamomile tea or something. Uh, but uh, Tej, give your rating and review for the Equalizer Three. More equalizing. Y'all, I rewatched Equalizer One and Two preparing for this film. I just want to say how much I love Equalizer 1. That shit is great. Uh, it's crazy that that was a $60 million movie and this is a $70 million movie. Just because one of them is set literally in Italy and looks amazing and the Italian skyline is great and one of them is set in East Boston, which <laughs> no one's ever heard of before. Anyway, um, I've seen this film twice now. This film is not very good. Uh, it's not bad. But it does not capture the specialness of Equalizer 1. I think Equalizer 2 is a little less special, but you do get Pedro Pascal, which is always fun. He's just amazing. And as you watch the second movie, spoiler alert, you can tell Pedro's the bad guy literally from the second you see him on the screen for the first time. (laughs) But it's still a perfectly fine movie. I just, this movie doesn't, it's missing so much of the small movie charm that Equalizer 1 gave us. So this film takes place pretty much exclusively in Italy. Uh, By the way, I just wanted to say that was a suggestion from Denzel Washington, who was like, Anton Foucault was like, you want to do another, uh, you want to do another thing, another equalizer? And he was like, yeah, what about Italy? I spend a lot of time there. (laughs) Genius. Completely genius working conditions. It looks beautiful in this film. Italy, Italy looks amazing. And I think Denzel's doing, he's still doing Denzel. Um, it's still just amazing to see Denzel kind of show, like give us these little laughs and give us these like huge displays of masculinity right before, you know, he's about to kill all the dudes in the room. That still just works. Like, I don't care how old Denzel is hearing him quit back and forth about how people like, I'm going to give you a chance to change your ways, even though you might've been a criminal your whole life and you can't just like stop being a criminal because a senior citizen told you in a restaurant one day that like, Hey, you should probably stop that. He still gives them a chance to be on the up and up. And then he starts singing gospel songs and killing the fuck out of everyone. Like there's only so bad. You can make a movie that has that premise. The opening scene is really good. Denzel still obviously he's old but he's still giving you Denzel but man I don't know what Antoine Fuqua is doing here all these fade outs in this movie are so over the top why are we fading the movie out so much I couldn't believe especially on my second viewing just how many fade outs there are in this movie 
for no reason at all. There are no fade outs in the first two films. And I know that we're in Italy because Denzel wants to be there. But why are we doing fade outs in 2023? There's just, this movie doesn't do much for me, especially if this is going to be the last one. This is the only trilogy that Denzel Washington has ever made, guys, ever. So for this to be the whimpering end to the Equalizer series hurts me so bad. There are some good moments. There are some good fight scenes. But I end up giving it a C plus, and I probably lower that from a B minus from my first viewing because I was just like, what are we like? What are we actually doing? Why does this film exist? And I shouldn't have to ask those questions when I walk into an Equalizer movie. Uh, again, I love Italy. I want someone to take me there. I'm very jealous that Denzel <laughs> got to make millions and live there for however long they were over there filming. But I don't. This there was no reason for this movie to to be made, and maybe living in the shadow of John Wick. Of course, John Wick 1 and Equalizer 1 also came out in the in the same year. So maybe living in the shadow of what they were able to do with John Wick 4 and how they were able to end that series, it's hard for me to separate that from what we just gave Denzel Washington, which was basically, here, take another Equalizer movie. I ended up giving it a C+. Uh, I probably never watched this movie again. I could just put on the Equalizer. That movie exists. That movie's <laughs> fucking perfect. I'll just watch that instead. Seeing him clean up everybody in a Home Depot is much cooler than seeing him clean up everybody in an Italian mansion. Even though Denzel Washington singing gospel at the end of someone's <laughs> life was the one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the movie theater. <laughs> I ended up giving it a C plus. You know why this movie exists, Teach? It's so Denzel Washington can tell a grown man if I press this nerve hard enough, you'll shit yourself in the entire theater. <laughs> erupts in laughter. Dies laughing. My theater went crazy when he said that both times. Both times. That's why Uh, this movie exists. Anyway, (laughs) Dex, go ahead. Uh, This movie, like, it's not it's not like groundbreaking cinema or anything like that, obviously, but I thought parts of this movie fucking rule. Like, yeah. um, So, when you were like, this movie's not very good, I was like, what? Like, excuse me, because <laughs> like he said, like Denzel just walking this man down, thinking I know it was the blood. Like that's just rules, dude. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. And like they, and like the opening scene of this movie where they don't even show you Denzel killing everybody, they just show you like the aftermath of everyone just dead on the ground, unless you kind of fill in the pieces for yourself. And then he's just sitting there with like two dudes with guns like standing on him, and he's like. You and your homie both about to die. You know that, right? Like, that's just cool, man. That rules. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It a lot more Italian than I expected. I hadn't, like, watched any of the trailers or anything like that to know it was taking place in Italy or anything like that. But, like, me and my parents showed up to the movies and we we're like, oh, shit, there's a lot of Italian in subtitles here. And it just keeps going like that for a long time, which I didn't expect. But, you know, you get over it. Um, I thought the the plot was it's thin shit man it, it <laughs> it's like, extremely thin it's uh it's tombstone uh but yeah, it's <laughs> <literally> tombstone. <laughs> like that works tombstone with denzel washington in italy works for me um i ended up i think i might have gave it like a b plus i'm probably down to a b now um after about a week since i've seen it but yeah, man, like, there's just so much, like, cool shit that happens in this movie. <laughs> and, uh, Denzel walking a dude down and singing, I know it was the blood as he dies, is just incredible. Like, I, I'm with that. That'll always get me to pop in movie theater, so. 
Yeah, I'm around a B. Actually, maybe a B minus. Just as far as um, these movies go, I think it has a lot more. the The plot is thin, but the characterization and the character study, especially for Denzel, is a lot deeper than all the other movies. It in the Equalizer one, he's just like a killing machine. Like, why? Like, what's his backstory? Here, he like starts to find family and finds any. And because it's Denzel Washington and because you root for him, it just works and it feels a lot deeper than it actually should for how thin this movie truly is. It's like, Thanks. oh, the Italian mob is here as they always are in these movies, you know? And it's just like, and Dex, you were talking about it. And I said this in my review for, for the TV station that I work at is that it really is just, it's, it's an old Clint Eastwood Western but in a, in Italy with with new guns, and that's that's it. And like less racism. That's <laughs> it. Those are the only changes. Yeah, these are the most welcoming Italian people I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, yeah, this cool old black guy. He just runs the block now. That's our guy. <laughs> we'll die for this dude too. <laughs> that's my dog. You don't pay for shit around here, buddy. <laughs> um. No, I like it's just an old it's just an old guy western. Guy rolls into town, uh establishes uh, I mean it's tombstone, but establishes a connection with the city. People start to love him in the city. Something threatens that existence. Eliminate the threat. It is always and will always be John Wayne Westerns in time and memoriam. It just just is and it's a formula that works. Um, every woman in this movie wants to sleep with 70 year old Denzel. So that's cool too. Um, she doesn't even try to hide the fact that she wants to sleep with Denzel from like the minute you meet her on screen. She has the biggest smile. There's no way she smiles at every customer like that. Like there's just (laughs) no way by every woman. I mean, not Dakota Fanning, but the, 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 uh, waitress. Yeah, exactly. So who's like 30 years is so yeah his one out of the two women in this movie right um or the old woman that like gives him a fish or whatever but uh <laughs> no i just think it's definitely slower than the other equalizer films which is a step back from the john wick films which have been in conversation these two things have been in conversation with each other since 2014 um they have since ramped up while this feels like it's scaled down a little bit, yeah, even though exactly. the setting is in Europe and it's, uh, they're gallivanting abroad and they're not, you know, he's not driving an Uber in Boston, but like it, it is scaled down and for a good reason. And, you know, I thought at a certain point, Keanu Reeves was slowing down. Nah, man, Denzel slowed in the, he's slow. <laughs> He is slow in this. There's purposeful cuts where he's not even in the frame. Like the, him reimagining going through that house is from a first person point of view. So you don't have to see Denzel actually do the thing, yep. you know, like clear the house. And I take points off it for that. It's not his fault. He's 70, but it is like, you can see it. You can see, you can see the seams as we always say on this, uh, on this podcast and it's it's busting at the seams and look i will say this 
you you can just do a lot worse in the theater than have Denzel Washington deliver bars or walk out holding two guns and be like, I'm right here. And like, and you're just like, <laughs> that was incredible like, cinema. That yeah. was incredible cinema. Like he didn't fight anybody, but he walked out and did the, did the two, the gun thing where he just taps his guns together as always, like from training day. And he was just like, I'm right here. Like, you want to go? Like, let's go. He's telling them to hurry up. They're like, we'll come back. He's like, hurry up. i mean it just made me remember that i have not seen a film a denzel film in theaters in years like i just go back to it equalizer 3 came out in 28 or equalizer 2 came out in 2018 i'm not quite sure i saw that in theaters these were prime like cable box movies uh for me but like I don't know when's the last time I saw a Denzel movie in theaters. The Little Things, which is a bad movie, came that out. Movie fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, that oh movie my stinks. God, that uh, just stinks. Came out directly like on HBO Max. It made like thirty million dollars, but that's when they didn't know what we were doing with movies in theaters. Um, I'm gonna say Black though. Bottom was Netflix. So, was he in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Apparently. Oh no, he was a producer. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, Safe the House last was also Netflix, wasn't it? Or was that was that released no. in theaters? That was a recent theaters, but that was a decade ago. Um, oh, damn. Yeah, just I'm saying it's been few and far, few and far between, really. The Equalizer two, Roman J Israel. I think I saw Fences in theaters, you know. But it's been these Equalizer movies, and then sandwiched in some of these character dramas. One he got nominated for an Oscar, The Tragedy Macbeth. Actually, I think he got nominated for Roman J Israel too. Which, sure. Roman uh, Israel is good, but yeah, I, your your point definitely stands. He's in a different part of his career, and you could, you could, you could see it. That's why. That's why the Equalizer is such a. It literally came out of nowhere. Like the the concept sounds so stupid on his face, but Denzel has so much charisma that you it it literally just carries everything to the top. In Equalizer one, when the Russian guy shows up to his house and he's kind of act like he's a cop but he also has a thick russian accent so he's obviously not a cop and denzel opens the door and he just walks like the way that denzel occupies the space in the scene it's like nobody you wouldn't just walk up on a russian gangster outside your door and treat him in the way that denzel's treating this dude denzel's accosting him back like denzel's asking like how'd you find me how'd you find me he's like you know it's our job to find people he's like who's we like the way that denzel's interacting with that's what I will always remember from every Equalizer movie. When he walks out with the two guns, like the, the first time he reveals to uh, Pedro Pascal that he knows that he's the bad guy. These are the moments that only Denzel Washington can give you because of the, he's literally just doing Denzel. It's the same thing he does in Man on Fire. It's the same thing he does in Training Day. Like when Denzel finally has that big verbal showdown with the big bad, it's better than anything else that he or anybody else could ever possibly do. So it works that there's 65-year-old Denzel killing everybody because what we really want to see are those moments of tension that he's doing just with his voice and his bravado. So even though he was slowing down in this movie, when he was just talking shit to people or hitting someone's nerve while sitting down at a restaurant, that stuff really works because then Denzel just gets, gets to be Denzel. But more and more as these movies went along, and this movie particularly, it was like, but these are the only th- things that I actually want to see. I don't need to see the Denzel action scene that's 70 years old anymore. So I'm really just here for Denzel jokes and bars. That's pretty much it. And there's really nothing else in this movie to write home about. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Dakota Fanning, who does a, 
does a perfectly fine job in a role that doesn't have a lot going for it. I just felt like after watching it the second time, especially, I was like, why are we here? I love seeing Denzel be an asshole to people. I love it. I will watch that shit at home on loop, no matter what the circumstances are. But everything else, I was just like, what are we doing here? And it just, I can't believe that this movie series is ending in this way. It just felt so weird to be the end point of, of this movie series. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, he falls in love with Italy. He protects his small Italian village from the Italian mob. Movie over. Let's celebrate a soccer win. In the Look, movie, I was like, what? Dakota Fanny's a new equalizer, brother. Get rid, <laughs> Get rid of me out here equalizing. So much equalizing from Dakota Fanny. Um, Equalizers mount up, baby. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just kind of think because these aren't held like we love them, but they aren't held in the same esteem as like John Wick. True. And even people would argue that like John Wick. Or you know, one, it, for example. Yeah, it, right. Well, it's not that deep, even with John Wick, if you really think about it. So we uh, love the filmmaking, and we love this because Denzel is killing people. But this doesn't have to end in some grand fashion. We're not ending the fucking Godfather here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not also, just like, kill him? Why not have him have his final Almost stand? no regard. Like, I haven't even seen the first Equalizer. I've seen the second and the third one but like it's, it's just a thing to go do awesome. you it's are awesome. missing out on like, real yeah. cinema bro denzel washington's like killing people in the middle of a hurricane like that's cool like you know <laughs> and i just didn't yeah. think about it after that <laughs> that's exactly what this is to me and i think it's like a pretty good send-off to me personally i think it's a pretty good send-off Granted, slow, and it sometimes threatens to be even though it's an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it is threatens to get a little dull I think they kind of bring it home because it's just we're saying good. We're you know we're saying he goodbye. Didn't. Equalized. He equalized. He, it's all equal. Everything's equal now. <laughs> yeah, guy got his pension back. Why do we give a shit? I don't know. Is this the right thing to do? <laughs> was that guy in the first movie or something? Because I was like, I don't, I don't know what uh, this is. No, the tie-in is that that's why he went to the house from the first scene. They oh, were okay. it back. Gave him an Uber drive or whatever. Gave yeah, him a he, yeah, he gave him an Uber at some point in his life. Not in, not pictured in the second movie when he was an Uber driver. He went and got that to go get that guy's pension back. Realized that he was in a drug house slash wine bar slash vineyard, and then that's how the that's why he calls uh, Dakota Manning's character, and that's how we, the movie starts. Okay, cool. I got that part of it, but I was like, did I did I miss some context from having not seen like the first movie? Like, did, did we know this guy? Like, but did y'all no, realize Dakota Fanning was? Did y'all realize that Dakota Fanning was the daughter of the CIA character from the first two movies? Not you know, until I, they said it. <laughs> not until I showed the picture, and I gotta tell you, didn't give a shit. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> did not care. At the end of the movie, I was like, couldn't care less, man. That okay. R.I.P. Like, <laughs> she could have been anybody. Like, I get that you want to tie it all together, and like it gives, I guess, some emotional weight. But like, I didn't care about that character's mo- mother in the first few movies either. You know, like that's not why yeah. I watched the Equalizer. Is the real like backstory? You know what I mean? Yeah, we ain't here for world building. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like. I don't know. I just, my review is I take points off because Denzel is moving like a baseball player that it's like in his thirties and, uh, or moving like Aaron Rodgers currently RIP. 
Uh, man died in three plays. You hate anticlimactic. Did you see that, Dex? He rolled no. his ankle already. I saw like some people tweeted about it. I didn't see the actual play. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you mean to tell me everybody didn't tune in to see the Zach Wilson uh experience in Monday Night Football? I think that's I thought that's why we all turned the game. Yeah, on. bro. It's big Zach Wilson hours. Hide your mind. <laughs> man, what if he was what if he's just as awesome? <laughs> yeah. He's just he better like, be. Did, I don't know. This whole thing. They, he won't be. He's terrible. He's like one of the worst, statistically one of the worst quarterbacks ever. But like, what if Zach Wilson came in? What if he just like, like throws four touchdowns? Yeah. Like 37 of 42. I'm the equalizer now, he says. <laughs> Bro, honestly, just the funniest thing that could have happened that we spent the entire offseason being like, is Aaron Rodgers going to go to the Jets? When's it gonna happen? What are the Packers doing? They gotta trade him. What? Why'd they trade him for that? Oh my God! What's happening? Uh, what's Aaron Rodgers gonna do for the Jets? The Jets are going to the Super Bowl because they got Aaron Rodgers. And then three plays in, nope, that's over. Bye. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to the over. Jets. Oops, we don't have an offensive line. We forgot. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? Uh, meanwhile, oops, I'll still play. I'll crunch berries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jordan Love threw three touchdowns yesterday. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> anyway, the equalizer three. Um, you don't have to make another one of these. Uh, I don't know what Antoine Fuqua is going to do because this is like his best reviewed movie, like in forever. Denzel can't make another movie. one of these. I don't think he physically can make another one. No, he can't. He, and he, I don't think he will either. But yeah. uh, Dakota Fanning got it, bros. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Maybe Roy from the office can start equalizing some shit. <laughs> and this is kind of the problem that we've talked about and that other podcasts have talked about incessantly about movies and uh, movie stardom. This works because it's Denzel, right? Like, are we going to the theater to see Dakota Fanning do some equalizing? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Fanning is one of the few people who's like older than me that I still think of as a child. <laughs> Like, yeah that's Same. a that, that sucks for her <laughs> yeah. that's a great Even point the, I, the whole time i was like this is a child though why is this why is this a child 30 year like, old woman yes. <laughs> her and ariana grande it's like y'all well, kids forever sorry she's been famous forever forever and lucky for her she's one of the child actors that has actually sort of continued to like she was gone for a minute but she's kind of made it and her sister kind of superseded her but like it, it's cool to see her still doing it. But yeah, like the only reason that these movies work on a thin premise is that it's Denzel Washington doing the thing. Like the There's closest that we like him. There's no well, one like Denzel Washington. You know, like who can do this? Denzel. The only reason the the Keanu Reeves we've established cannot act but he is good at doing the thing in John Wick that everybody loves, which is not talking and flipping around, which is awesome. No words. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've established that that works. Mission Impossible works, one, because Tom Cruise is still charming, but two, because he's willing to jump out of airplanes yep. and, you know, free solo up mountains. Like, it's not like, there's very few, like the closest we have to this were those Netflix movies with Chris Hemsworth, which work because the action is so over the top, 
but it's not it's not Chris Hemsworth doing the heavy lifting in those by any any stretch of the imagination. So he's not I don't any jokes or anything. He's just beating the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I like them. They're good. Like it's They're a good. big it's They're a big fun. dudes rock movie, but it's just like... <laughs> but so I, is this. I let Netflix hype me up with uh the gray man and that just Ugh. why why did that happen yeah. they're just content to just throw names that you've heard at you and just walk away and then that's it i can't like, wait fucking a red ryan... notice they're like we got all the guys yeah. I, was love say, these people. I can't wait until ryan reynolds is 60 years old and makes one of these old man old man hero movies i need it i am in. That's, that's probably what it, that's probably who's next in yeah. like 20 years you know like who's an aging former star i mean denzel's always been a star but who's an aging former star that we can get in here to to do this so because right now we don't really have it like we don't have that next guy like do you think tom hanks can make one of these movies <laughs> like i'd no like way, to watch him right? try <laughs> i would love to watch him try like if Tom Hanks, the next time Tom Hanks shoots a gun will be the first time since Saving Private Ryan. Like it's just like I think the problem we have right now is all of those stars like in that like aging actor range want to pretend they're not aging. So like you know, like fucking The Rock is how old and like he wants to pretend that he's still twenty five. You know, like, yeah, he's can't. in his fifties, right, or late forties. Late forties, at least minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's nothing to do with this movie really, but I'm just saying like Denzel can't make one. Jesus Christ. Uh and, yeah. Yeah, like Matt Damon, like, you know, he's not gonna give you old man action guy. Like, he's just gonna go you straight into doing talking. If these cash if these checks don't cash, he <laughs> might get in there. <laughs> like he, nah, he made... he's just gonna show up and just yell at you in a movie about a brand. He made that last Bourne movie, and it wasn't that great. I don't know if you saw that, if anybody saw that. It wasn't that good. So he might have another one in him somewhere down the road. It was, um, it was, it was so blatant in this film that they were cutting around Denzel. Most yeah. of the action scenes don't actually show Denzel doing stuff. It's like a dark corner, and then you see something happen to a guy real quick on the screen. But literally, they're going out of the way to show you that, to not show you Denzel doing this stuff. It was so obvious to me. But again, I still don't care. I just want to see Denzel do, doing quips and smiling at people before he murders them. That's what I, That's all I needed from Denzel. And that's what he did. And he got paid a lot of money to do it. And he got to live in Italy. So all's well that ends well, I guess. Even him just giving Dakota Fanning game. Like they're just sitting outside the church and he's like, just being like, yeah, you don't, you don't know shit about anything. Like that's just rules. My favorite, cool like that. my favorite thing about this movie it's such an old man thing but you know how they tell old people like you got to get up and walk around to keep your to keep it moving you know once you get once you hit a certain age yeah. uh him recovering from being shot and stabbed is just him walking up steps it's, dude, steps, there's so many steps. steps in this movie i was watching this i was like yo people who live in like cities like this where it's all just built on top of each other vertically. You don't have to God, work out. Like... Damn, dude. Like, sorry, they live forever. Leg. Like, they, they all live forever. They eat they eat fresh seafood and walk up and down stairs. Like it's like you you catch a broken leg one day or like a torn Achilles or something. Like, what do you do? Like, you have a walker or a wheelchair <laughs> out. 
<laughs> they do so many little things. When he first sees the Italian mom and he kind of first becomes aware of them and he kind of sees that they're giving the guy shit in the restaurant and he's outside and he can't step in because he has his cane. When they drive off, it's the first time you see like he puts his cane over his head and he kind of like holds it like this over his shoulders. And it's like there's so much little old man Denzel energy in this movie that he probably did for one or two takes. And they were just like, yeah, that's it. Like that's the take. Like he's just he's just perfect, man. He just there's I'm, there's no there's nobody like Denzel Washington to be that cool, that old. And he's so he's he's never rattled when the, when he meets the when he meets the Dakota Fanning character, and she's basically telling him that you are a person of interest in a crime that he absolutely committed, by the way. He absolutely is the one <laughs> who killed all those people murder. in that house. <laughs> a mass murder. He's just throwing jokes at her. He's just like, yep, my name's McCall, two C's and two L's. I'm, I might not be a person of, I'm not a person of interest, but I'm just an interesting person. Like, he's just throwing jokes out. He barely looks up from his coffee, and he just gives you unflappable and Denzel, Denzel can give you unflappable in any situation you put him in. He can just be unflappable, and you're like, yeah, it makes sense. He's Denzel. Of course he's not. Of course he's not rocked by this situation. Of course he's just being Denzel through the situation, and that will never get old, and it doesn't matter the setup. I'm going to watch that movie if Denzel's just being unflappable in the face of danger. I'm in. Sign me up. Nobody's I will listen to been... Denzel Washington talk about literally anything. <laughs> it's awesome. I, no one's ever been more confident on screen. I just, I don't, I do, I cannot think of a person that's ever been more like sure about Seriously. every little, yeah, about when, every when little thing that he does. When you see him in Equalizer One and he's walking away from this massive explosion that is kind of like, wait, this doesn't really fit in this movie. I thought I was watching a small, a uh, small budget vigilante film, and all of a sudden there's this big Hollywood explosion. And Denzel's just walking away from it. I'm like, that dude's in his 60s. He looks like the coolest person to ever exist. Like, it, it, you shouldn't be able to do that with an old man on a movie screen. You just shouldn't be able to. But Denzel's just, he's perfect, man. He's he, hes a director's dream. That's why, he, of course, that's why Foucault wants to keep making movies with him. He's a director's dream. Just point the camera at him. He's going to make something magic happen every time. Yeah, this movie confirmed to me that I will never, ever allow Denzel Washington slander to prosper never you tell me denzel washington's overrated i tell you you don't know anything about movies like you don't know what you're looking at ever at any point that man is goaded <laughs> and it's not like i don't know like there sometimes he's tried to do like different characters you know like do a character study of something but really a lot of the time and this is going to sound bad but it just follow me here it's just denzel washington you know what I mean? Like, that's enough. Like, Plug in the Denzel archetype into whatever kind of character you need, and it just works. <laughs> right. Just Denzel works. Washington is a lawyer. Denzel Washington <laughs> yeah. is a crooked cop. Denzel Washington is a football coach. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's awesome. Like, it just works. And he's one of the few actors that you can do that. And I think sort of he and... I said Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks sort of transcended this, where you're like, that's just Tom Hanks is like a school teacher. That's Tom Hanks is like, but Tom Hanks has made the mistake of still trying to do like, I'm gonna do an accent here, or I'm gonna do like, don't put know, on a fat suit. Yeah, I'm gonna put on a fat suit and a weird. <laughs> I would never put on a fat suit. You get, like, you why get do you want too me to be famous. Fat? You get too famous for shit like that. Like you know, like after you've been in, once you get like 20 years in, 
we just we just always will know who you are. Like you know that uh, that tweet from a little while ago that was like Leonardo DiCaprio is unrecognizable in new role. It's like no, he's not. Like <laughs> he not, never can be. Like he's, it he's is a little like, older and a little fatter. You know? Yeah, it's like once you're 20 years in, you are who you are. Like I, I will never see a, a Matt Damon movie and not go, "That's Matt Damon." It doesn't matter what he's doing or how he's doing it. Like uh, Tom Cruise, I will never see a Tom Cruise movie and not go, "That's Tom Cruise." Like that's just yeah. how acting works at a certain point. I mean, there was a certain point in time in Tom Cruise and Matt Damon's career where they sort of disappeared into different character actor like roles and and and. Um, Cruz was taking massive swings early on in his career and he got nominated for Academy Awards, but like somewhere after like Jerry Maguire, it kind of just was like, okay, this is Tom Cruise. Yeah. You're too famous now. <laughs> yeah. So even like watching Will Smith do a slave movie, it's like, yeah, that's Will Smith <laughs> like, as a slave, <laughs> like, you know, like it's yeah. just, you are who you are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know who's the next person that you're going to. And maybe we're so like online that we always are going to associate the characters with. But like anytime that like Jesse Plemons comes on screen, I'm like, that's the most ruthless motherfucker I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like, <laughs> he's like the shadiest looking dude ever. And then it's just like, it's it's something about like super character actors like that that they can form into whatever role it is. But like somebody as famous as Leo, Denzel, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, like the remaining stars that we have left. It's just always you are who I know you to be as a yeah. famous person. I'm still so. mad that they made Jesse Plemons a good cop in Killers of the Flower Moon because he would have been perfect as the, a piece of shit, horrible person. Murderer. That, yeah. That's what he that's that's where he gives me his best roles. I'm interested to see him as a good guy, but really, as soon as he pops up on the screen, I'm be like, I don't know if I trust that guy. Like, I just don't trust him. He's just not true. He doesn't have a trustworthy face. He just does it. Shifty face, man. <laughs> just shifty. Uh, but I just, I, the funniest thing about Killers of the Flower Moon to me, and then we'll wrap up here, like, uh, talking about this is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is supposed to be like a 28 year old man. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. They wanted him to play, they uh, initially, Scorsese wanted him to play the part of, um, that De Niro is playing because that guy would be the same age as Leo is currently, but they just made him a really old man. They just made him really yeah. old instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's older. It's whatever. Like, you know, how old is, how old is De Niro anyway? 60, 85, who gives a shit? <laughs> but yeah. So, but Leo was like, I want to play the younger guy. I want to play that character. And they were like, Okay. I guess we'll get this other awesome actor in here to do the other thing. Y'all see they're already signed on for their next film. They're doing the next film together again, too. From that same yeah, writer, too. With, the same that, writer. Yeah. Um, isn't it about the, the ship or something? Yeah, about it's like a, a warship. There's like a warship thing and like a crud. It's called the Wager. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a shipwreck. And then they like they there's like a mutiny and they try to determine yep. like who survives or something like that is actually a kind of interesting plot. I like I, uh, every Scorsese and Leo uh, effort they've put in. I, I, I like them. I, I know Killers of the Flower Moon is going to be one of the best movies of the year just by seeing that trailer. The trailer is that fucking good. Like I, I've seen that trailer now in the theater probably four or five times and it makes me levitate every time I see it. <laughs> that needle, it, the music is so perfect. It's just perfect. I just... 
Has you know, anyone like, ever incorporated pop culture music with their films and trailers better than Martin Scorsese? You'd be hard pressed to find someone. I really don't know. Like when that first Wolf of Wall Street uh, trailer hit with, um, was it Black Client or uh, um, oh, what was, was it? It, it wasn't Black Clansman. Yeah, Black Skinhead. I want to say Black Klansman, which is a movie. But like, uh, black when Black Skinhead went off on on that first Wolf of Wall Street trailer, like I yeah I like Teach said I levitated when that came on. (laughs) But like, I don't know. We're talking about a movie that we didn't even sign up to say we were going to talk about, but it's coming out soon. They're not even on his way, by the way, to the the pop culture trailer thing. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Remix of songs. Um, I cannot of- hear I Got Five on it without thinking about that movie trailer. Like, <laughs> I just want the song to sound like that now, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just creepy, just walking down the hallway. Like, um, no, I. He has made three films and he's only got one act of one of those films. That's not good. Except for that one act is really bad. But other than that, he is him. Made two and a half really good movies. <laughs> I was uh, having the time of my life watching us until that third act hit. And I said, What what are we I didn't know what was happening? I, I thought they started playing a different movie from the movie I had been watching for the past hour and a half. I was like, this is ridiculous. Honestly, that's how I felt about Nope. I was like, what happened to the scary shit? What is what is this? It's a great movie. I won't. I, Incredible often. cinema. I refuse to hear anything else. Um, yeah, a lot of movies. We were talking about Killers of the Flower Moon because that's like early buzz on that is that it's probably going to challenge Oppenheimer along with a couple other movies. But there's a lot of movies that uh, we haven't been able to talk about. One, because they really haven't come out here, but also they premiered at Venice and Telluride uh, over the past week. So including a lot of like Netflix stuff like the killer and uh, I believe the bike riders. No, that may not be Netflix, but the killer came out. The bike riders came out, which got like really rave reviews with uh, Tom Hardy doing another weird accent. So shout out to him. That's another dude that refuses to do a normal character, but I'm still like, that's fucking Tom Hardy. (laughs) Like just, I love Tom Hardy. Just be British guy, but he won't. He just has to like. I'm gonna do a Chicago accent now. <laughs> he tried. He tried to be normal British guy, and this means war. And everyone was like, "This fucking sucks." He's like, I "Can't ever do that again." <laughs> no, thank you. Um, no. I, anyway, so a lot of a lot of those movies uh, came out. Have y'all heard any buzz on on any of those? That I also haven't checked out. I'm good. not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that bike rider's trailer look good, but. I haven't heard a lot of the buzz on it, but it did look good. Uh, apparently, but Bottoms apparently, is also out here. Bottoms yeah. is real cinema. Go see Bottoms. Apparently, the movie called All of Us Strangers with Andrew Stry- Andrew Scott and Paul Mezcal and Claire Foy is like is the one. Apparently. Claire Foy is back in these streets. Yeah. Shout out to the Queen. Um. Yeah. So a lot of those movies premiered, but. Yeah, so do y'all want to do the Equalizer three? Go see it, or not, or wait till it comes out on fucking what? What would it come out on? It's Sony, so Netflix, I guess. 
Probably, the second yeah. one is on Hulu, but the first one doesn't even stream. So I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, so let's do badass uh, actors and actresses draft. Um, let's see. Not necessarily the character. I mean, I guess because of the characters that they've ended up playing. But yeah, just like the coolest fucking people. Like they're on screen. They're badass. Like it doesn't matter who they are, what they're doing, what the movie is. Yeah. They're badass. Denzel is one of those ones. Like, um, yeah. So Louis, let's get a draft order. I'm not going to cut any of this out. We haven't been podcasting. Well, hold on. Dex, what happened with your? Uh, did you just have to cancel your uh, AMC A list? Yeah, I'm uh, budget cuts out here. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> man, was that like? Is that like the Wesley Snipes meme where you're just having to like? <laughs> yeah. Point a gun and try to cry. Yeah, it's like, uh, do I want a place to live this month or <laughs> need this AMC, these three movies? <laughs> All right, we are going with Dex Royden Teej. Dex Royden Teej. Badass yeah. actors and actresses draft. <clears throat> go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to just go ahead and with my first overall pick, I'm going to take Tom Cruise. Because I think that uh, Tom Cruise, he just refuses to not be badass on screen at this point. If he's not going to be badass in the movie, he's not filming it. And uh, does he radiate badassery though? Like, I love how he does to me. Movies, he like derped his way through some of that. I know he's doing the stunts, but like, he feels badass to me. Watch, watching him hop on that bike in Top Gun Maverick, I was like, this is the coolest motherfucker we ever lived. I'm proud to be an American. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, Top Gun Maverick, that was awesome. Like, we, we, lest we forget. Flying through the training course and shit, and they're all like, "Oh my god, is he gonna make it?" And he's like, "I'm gonna make it in like half the time, bitch. I got yeah. this. Love it." Tell your mom. Eat that him. shit up. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with. I guess I gotta snipe this. Denzel. I mean, us is the reason we're doing this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Denzel in Training Day is the coolest motherfucker that has ever been on screen. Factual. Sorry, like I know it's like pretty blase to say this at that point or, or say that at this point but uh yeah I, it, yeah i don't know that and american gangster is like what are you gonna do shoot me in front of all these people pa like this is- <laughs> 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 shoot me in the broad daylight <laughs> shoot me frank in front of all these people pa there you go 20 percent. i'm going with bruce willis I Hell am yeah. obsessed with Bruce Willis. What what Die Hard has done to my life is it, I can't even quantify it. I fucking Die Hard with a Vengeance is might be my favorite movie ever made, and it's not even the best Die Hard movie ever made. It, that shit is perfection. Uh, I, I, Bruce Willis, I know he's in poor health right now. We are praying for you all the time. Bruce Willis has given us so much. I will always stand Bruce Willis. I'm going with Bruce Willis. Oh, I get two picks. Yeah, you get two picks. I'm taking Samuel fucking Jackson for my second pick. I'm also <laughs> die hard with a vengeance. Die hard with a vengeance. Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction might be the most badass person to ever appear on a movie screen. 
He keeps that same energy in a lot of his roles. He is just a complete badass. He comes on screen. It's instant credibility. He could beat the shit out of someone. He could shoot someone. He could avoid the conflict. He looks like a badass in all three scenarios. It doesn't matter what he does. He does it in a fucking badass way. I'm thinking Samuel Jackson. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. These Monday to Friday snakes on this <laughs> or monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday train. Uh, I am taking uh, Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, good pick. Uh, Ellen Ripley is the 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 coolest. Eleanor Ripley? Is it Ellen Ripley or is it just Ripley? I don't know. Um. Anyway, she's one of the most. Uh, yeah, Ellen Ripley is one of the most badass movie characters of all time. Um, fight me, or don't. I don't <laughs> care. It doesn't matter. Sigourney Weaver. Uh, also, still got it. I'll just throw that out there. To this day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. Whew, I don't know. Let's go. I guess I have two picks here. I'm going to go with. Fuck. <laughs> oh, he's choking. I'm he's choking. choking. <laughs> he hasn't done a draft in a I'm long time. I'm choking. It's been so long since we've done this. Trying to think of all the fucking the badasses. I'm going to go with Brad Pitt. Um, no one has ever looked cooler than Brad Pitt in Fight Club. No, nobody's <laughs> ever been hotter. It's just no one's and like him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, the coolest anyone's <laughs> ever been. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, him just being high and, like, what the fuck, and just decking a kid in the face with a can of dog food. <laughs> that uh, rules. Hardest <laughs> I've ever laughed in my entire life. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so fucking cool. I, I, I will never forget that theater experience because we were all so scared about <laughs> what Quentin Tarantino was about to do with the Manson murders. And then that shit happened. And like, we were all like, oh my God, yes, thank you. Well, it's so funny because he's like, what'd you say to me? He said, I am death, destroyer of worlds. And no, nah, something dumber than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then just fucking goes to town on these like kids, basically, <laughs> in his apartment while not even really knowing what's going on. Also, uh, Bullet Train, that movie rules too. Oh, it's fine for Bullet Train. Um, Let's see. Next, I'm gonna go. Wait, you don't with... get two picks. I get two yeah, picks. No, he gets two picks on the turn, Doc. How? It goes. Oh, he's goes, first. That's right. Yeah. This is how a snake draft works. Um... <laughs> Trevor. Uh, for the next pick, I'm gonna go with Angelina Jolie because <laughs> every time she shows up on a movie screen, I'm just like, wow, yes, kick everyone in the face. Well done. Oh, good job. This is a great choice. Great choice. You love to see it. Thank you for your service to our community. Uh, I know. You. I know I that, uh, that relationship never didn't really end amicably, and it may be curtain. It, it actually isn't going to be curtains for Brad Pitt because apparently nothing happened for him because nobody ever gets canceled. But uh, you know. No one has, I said, no one's looked hotter than Brad Pitt and fight club. No couple has ever looked better on screen than them. And Mr. And Mrs. Smith, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like too much. It comes on cable a lot. It's like on FX right now, probably, <laughs> yeah. but like, woof, buddy, 
they're they're so hot in that movie that they announced Donald Glover and whoever else were in like the remake or whatever. And people were like, "But y'all are ugly. Y'all can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Do the other thing. <laughs> um, I'm going with uh, Charlize Theron, who has all of a sudden become like the premier action star of her generation. Good choice. True. So yeah, I, nothing, nothing other than that. Atomic Blonde rules. I don't know why starting power forward on my uh, Hollywood team. <laughs> right, even that weird movie where they can't die that went on Netflix was also badass or whatever the that old was. Guard. The old guard, yeah, that movie ripped. I don't care what anybody said. That yeah, mostly because she's in it. That and, seems uh, fun. I don't know why they didn't recast her as Furiosa, but you know whatever. I'm going with Jodie Foster. Uh, Science of the okay. Lambs, Taxi Driver, fucking Panic Room. Which still fucking rips. Panic Room is so good. I yeah. I love Jodie Foster. Something about uh, kind of what she's able to, she's able to both display like holy shit, I'm very scared. This situation is very scary, and I'm not fucking scared of anything. And she could really convey that with her body language. I've always loved Jodie Foster, so I'm taking her as my third badass, and then I'm taking Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry, yeah. T2. Despite what some people have said on this podcast, we will not mention him. <laughs> T2 yeah. might be the greatest shit that has ever been filmed. When I saw that film for the first time as a kid, it changed me forever. He, he says maybe seven words in that movie, and it's still the greatest shit of all time. Schwarzenegger is a complete badass. Total Recall fucking slaps. T2 slaps. Arnold Schwarzenegger, real fucking badass. Did you ever watch the Schwarzenegger documentary? I've watched the first part. I need to finish it. I couldn't believe how I, I felt like it was like honest, very honest. honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was not expecting that from a former politician. Absolutely no way was I expecting that. So yeah. I'm excited to finish it. Really good and really good documentary. It's just called uh, Arnold, I think, on um, on Netflix. Three part documentary. I blew through it, but um, I got to wrap this up. Like, look, does he probably have wrong and weird opinions about things? And but yeah, he's like 98, but he's still making movies. One of the legends of Hollywood, Clint Eastwood, one of the baddest dudes on the planet when it came to when it came to just showing up on screen and scowling. And people were like, yes, whatever that is, (laughs) squint, squint harder at the camera. I love it. Like the definitely some other white guys I thought you were going to take before. (laughs) But do you feel lucky? Punk is incredible. (laughs) Still to this day, that should that shit banks to this day. It's true. Are those movies probably racist? Probably. But like <laughs> Dirty Harry rules. Uh, you know. I don't know what to tell you. Alright, so for mine I, I'm going to take The Rock. I know that uh, I know, I know, I know. He's, uh, his shtick has gotten old. He's done uh, a lot. <laughs> He's done a lot. I know. But look, man. I watched this motherfucker jump out of the sky off a crane into a collapsing skyscraper on one leg. leg. That shit just rules, man. (laughs) He fought a building. That shit rules. He He made two Jumanji remakes work, dude. Come on. I still have not seen him fight this building. I still have not seen it. It was an incredible theater experience, man. (laughs) It was so bad, but I left that going like, yes. Hell yeah. Movies are back. Movies are back. 
Oh man, I I will be there for Fast Eleven or Fast Ten too or whatever we're calling it because oh. he's going to be in it. Like it's just sorry, <laughs> I'm a I'm a sucker. My little lizard brain turns on and when the rock is on screen, and I'm like, yes, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. I appreciate you. <laughs> hey Dex, who did you pick? The Rock. It doesn't the- matter who you pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Rock, like his, like, I don't know. I think Black Adam left such a poor taste in my mouth. Black Adam sucks. And a lot of his movies suck, to be honest. But, like, he's just. It's just so cool, still, man. Like, I don't... yeah. Anyone? It's else? The Rock. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm anyone surprised else? neither one of y'all took Keanu, honestly. But no one took Star Lord. Chris, yeah, sure. Oh. Many, of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought about Keanu, but then Keanu has those ones where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go do like Bill and Ted Three, Bill and Ted Three, or like the Beach House or whatever." Always be my baby. <laughs> yeah, like he does. He like there's portions of Keanu's career where he's not flipping dudes over his back. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, I guess there is for Denzel's career, but like the coolness factor in general outweighs him. Because yeah, a when Den- coach. even because Denzel can speak and like whenever Denzel's yeah. talking, he's still badass. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm surprised nobody took Harrison Ford, but you know. I, I watched. Okay, that wraps up the the 2023 badass actors actresses draft. I'm sure a thing. I'm sure will repeat somewhere down the line in episode like 210. But like, um, I an addendum on Harrison Ford, who I love in in Shrinking, by the way. Um, Incredible it's like the most, Shrinking. It's like the most fun he's had on camera in 20 years. But uh, that. Uh, last Indiana Jones movie was god awful, guys. It was so bad. It was it was genuinely like very very bad. I was I've still bored. Never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies, so that's why I didn't take it. it look, but... I know that y'all like you haven't seen it. Teach thinks they're racist. That, no, I, I fuck those. I'm sure the new one isn't racist, but fuck those movies. That's... <laughs> I I am a I am a first. Actually, I only like one and three. If I'm being completely honest with you. But like those movies, I grew up watching them. So like I have a special place in my heart for them. I was like, I didn't get to go see it in the movie theater. One, because it's nearly like three hours long, which I guess if you're going to give to Harrison Ford a swan song, like go for it, I guess. But man, it's bad. It's I watched (laughs) it at home. There's like they're doing the weird uncanny valley de-aging thing where it's like where it's like they make him look young, but there's still that weird like sheen on your face you know where your face is supposed to be old and it's not but they kept 80 year old Harrison Ford voice oh no so it's like that's not like all of the movie but it's a good portion of the first act of the movie and it's just it's boring man it's just all boring sorry like I don't know and it to have again to have 80 year old Harrison Ford like 70 year old Denzel run around is they're doing some heavy lifting with some editing and stuff here. 
granted yeah, he like least, broke his leg doing some stuff but at least denzel they had the wherewithal to like shoot him in the first scene and like give you a very really smart decision <laughs> very smart decision by the way also um, even when like him just turning around and being like this little motherfucker shot me like that's still cool <laughs> <laughs> he literally puts the gun to his own head denzel's the coolest person to ever exist he's just sitting there he puts the gun to his own head and it's like does that make any sense? Maybe. Oh, we're supposed to believe that he's tortured? Okay, that tracks with the previous films. But seeing Denzel put a gun to his own head and just put it down, it just fucking looks cool. It looks like he did it in one shot. He, he like, wants Denzel to kill himself. Face. Yeah, he puts the gun to his own head, wants to kill himself, doesn't do it, and he's like, well, fuck, I guess I'll just drive back home. I'll just drive. <laughs> in a country I've never been to before. I guess I'll just drive along these windy ass roads. And see I got what gut shot. Like I'll just I'm the deer rifle. <laughs> I wish he would have shot the kid. He should have shot the kid. Come on. No, the, the kid in Dakota he, Fanning are showing down in Equalizer 4. If he, could, if he told the kid, if he gave the kid a, a little promo, it was like, listen, I don't usually hurt kids, but you did shoot me. So, so I at least need a flesh wound. That would be the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Like shoot him in the leg and walk off. <laughs> yeah. Blood for blood. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not playing that. That's not, can't just shoot me in the back. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anything else? What we're watching? I mean, Dex, you haven't seen a movie. I, I have not seen a movie since Equalizer 3. But um, what am I watching? I started watching The Circle on Netflix season one. Um, oh, welcome me to 2018 or whenever right. it came out. Pre pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I've been having a good time. Um, I watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which I said wasn't good. Uh, and that Champions movie that came out um, with. Who plays the villain in Dial of Destiny? Uh, oh, uh, don't get me lying. I, I know exactly who it is. The the dude with the most striking facial features on the planet. Uh, right <laughs> no, well, <besides laughs> different kind of striking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Mads Mickelson. Oh. Yeah. He's basically, you know, which has anybody ever looked more like, like they should play a Nazi than Mads Mickelson? I don't know. But uh, yeah, he does a really good job at it. You're like, Speaking he comes on that, screen. You're like, Nazi. I got it. <laughs> no, no, no affront to Mads, but like he is a striking looking human. Speaking of Nazi, I still have not seen, uh, what's that movie called? Sifu? That, that oh, TV yeah. Is, I haven't watched that either. I still haven't seen that, but, I, Sisu, I, but I'm going yeah. to. Sisu, That's please. on my list. I got a bunch to catch up on by the end of the year if I want to hit my, uh, my movies watch goal, but well, it's uh, gonna I think be I'm easy like to do. Fifty right now. Be, all of our new movies are going to uh, go into hibernation here pretty soon, so <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be a lot of new stuff to watch in the first place. Um, they put. Uh, I watched Champions, which was on Prime Video for free. By the way, surprisingly, mad decent, right? Yeah, actually, it was like really funny and like heartfelt. It had a chance to go sideways really fast. Yeah, um, and, but they landed the plane, so good for them. Uh, it was directed by uh, Bob Farley of the Farley Brothers, the other of which I guess they have split up because the other one did Green Book yep, and uh, won an Oscar, but he's out here still making comedies. It's a weird connection because do y'all remember the Johnny Knoxville movie called Ringers? Yes, I do. 
which was very bad and also problematic. And not, uh, not something that you could make in 2023. No. He also produced that movie. So it's like a weird, like, he just made a better version. <laughs> a non-offensive version of What's this the movie. premise of Champions? Uh, Woody uh, Harrelson's like a basketball coach who is like a hothead or whatever and gets kicked out of his league, whatever it is. And like he has to do community service, like coaching a uh, Special Olympics basketball team. So that's yeah. much better than the premise of the Ringer, which we will. Oh not, yeah, I'm not saying uh, the premises recite, are the uh, same. Yeah, are, are yeah. the same thing. They're definitely not. And one, Got this it. one isn't offensive, but that one wildly offensive. But Bob Farley had a hand in that movie as well, which is actually wow. really interesting. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what the Ringer is. Not the not the website, but the movie from like 2005 with Johnny Knoxville. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you may be stunned to know what that movie is. Anyway, um, so I watched, I watched that, which is free on Netflix or not on Netflix on Prime Video. And uh, yeah, I've been reading. I found a book that I can read. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> yeah. I've read 300 pages of a book, fellas. I don't know if you need Swag. to like, hold your applause. Hold your. Applause. I need to get back on it, man. I've been slacking. Dude, you made a Goodreads account and everything, man. I did. I was committed, and then I just stopped. That's how reading goes, by the way. <laughs> it's not like Netflix. like You just pop in and out of a show. It's like, oh, I. for me, I'm like, I put down a book, and I feel guilty about putting down that book. Because I'm like, I picked this out to read it. I paid $14. Yeah, and I, I normally I try and buy books now because, like, if I buy it, I'm like, I have to read it. I spent money on it. I like for a little while, I was like, you know, I had the Libby app or whatever. You can like check out books from your library and like yeah. read them on like your iPad or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm not spending any money, so I don't care. So I don't read. But ugh, I gotta get back on it. Struggling. Library cards are like two dollars, by the way. Dude, library cards rule. The library is like the public library is one of the greatest things this country has ever done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and we just don't want to fund them anymore in this country, but it's just like, hey, if you give us 30 cents, you can check out the most unlimited amount of knowledge that you could ever want. Dude, my library, like if you have a library card, you can get LinkedIn learning for free through my library. Like, really? I was like, what the fuck? Like LinkedIn learning is like 30 bucks a month. And you can just get it at the public <laughs> library. <laughs> Like just just have a library card and link that shit to your fucking LinkedIn account and they will let you do LinkedIn learning for free. I was like, why do people not know about this? We because much like everything else in this country, it's underfunded. Like I don't like, <laughs> uh yeah, that we interrupt this movie podcast to bring you a message. Anyway, um yeah, Tej, anything else? Uh I haven't been watching a lot of movies. I've been much like it's sports. Y'all. It's been all sports. It's, it's been sports. Uh, and I've been catching up on TV. Watch Winning Time. Nobody is fucking watching Winning Time. And it's pheno- It's phenomenal. They're going to cancel it's, the shit out of that show, too. I'm scared it's going to get canceled. The producers have come out like three times with tweets like, hey, guys, please, uh, watch, please watch Winning Time. So I'm nervous about that. But I'm watching Winning Time. Um, and I've been uh, – I got a – large backlog of movies that I want to get to and that's going to be easy because there's nothing out in the theaters that I want to see for a good little minute. Like, what do y'all think our next episode is going to be? If you had to guess, because I was scrolling yesterday 
First of all, my movie theater didn't even show that there's the new Hunger Games movie coming, but then I don't think it's gotten pushed back yet. Like I, I, I just didn't you, see it. I don't give a shit about that. I didn't even Thank I God love the Hunger that. Games and I could not give a tinker's damn. I feel the same that. way. I'm I there feel the same exact way. I'm in there. I um, Rachel Zegler Hive, baby. I am in there. My big fat Greek wedding Greek wedding three. You know, I've never seen either of those films. Same. I've watched I like most of the first one, and the first one was like a phenomenon. Yeah, um, it was huge. It was everywhere. Yeah. Okay, Bottom, I do want to see that movie, The Creator. Oh, I do want to see that. Bottoms That's is the, still playing in my theater too. Go see Bottoms, right? And you will fucking love it. Marshawn Lynch is a revelation, bro. He's great. A Haunting in Venice, a film that I couldn't give a shit about either. Like, okay, how did they get this many stars to be in this movie? I got an invite to a screening for that. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> uh, it's just like every star in Hollywood. They they've done this with three of these Hercule Poirot movies, where it's like, how do we get this many people in these? But this one's a horror movie, so I don't. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, The Dark Knight is streaming streaming this Saturday at my theater. Yeah, and this happens to be a pretty shitty day of college football. So I might be checking out at least uh, The Dark Knight and or The Dark Knight Rises on Saturday uh, simply because the college football slate is leaving something to be desired. Uh, so yeah, if y'all want to be in the movies but you don't know what to go see, go check that out. Go let's go relive that. Oh, real quick. Dex, I know you've looked at tickets. I looked at tickets for the Taylor Swift concert. I was literally movie. just about to say that. <laughs> it's sold out already. <laughs> in Waco they broke massive amounts of records when they dropped that film they're making money hand over feet not only are they charging 90 bajillion dollars for the actual tour seats now they have the movie and they ticket are selling like hotcakes Beyonce is going to do the same thing she's going to be like why am I going to go put this on a streamer I'm going to put this in the fucking movies for a month first guys this tour isn't done it's insane. It won't be done for like another year. Yeah. She's still gotta insane. go to Europe. And this is coming back after she goes to Europe. Like to have, yeah, to have another, yeah. Like, uh, huh? But they're like, <laughs> let's crank this movie out. Let's keep the strike while the iron's hot, you know. Nothing has ever been more popular than Taylor Swift's Eras tour. It's insane. Like, I don't That's understand. Wild. It's really crazy. It's like shaping economies. <laughs> yeah, they're like or whatever. I think it was like a I think it was in like the Bay area, one of those, one of those uh, towns that's not San Francisco, but like in the Bay area was like, yeah, it brought in like $5 million to our, to our economy. Like it stimulated like growth. <laughs> like what? I'm looking at like the, the first showing at my theater, the like six o'clock on Friday or whatever. There's literally only the, the handicap seats left. There's nothing else. That's, that's crazy. Insane. Yeah, Caitlin was like, we need to go see it. Like, I'm going to go see it. And I'm like, I, okay, I'll look for seats. There wasn't seats. I, I will be there. <laughs> I, I, am, I am going. <laughs> I will not be there. But I just have uh, to, I just have to see, like, it's, this is the thing. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be in there and being like, so uh, are you like more of like a red or 1989 person? <laughs> like, which, uh, you know. 1989 is the correct answer, but you know, yeah. we, don't have to, we don't have to get into that now. Anyway, uh, the Olivia Rodrigo album is better and good. So thank you very much. 
Oh, uh, that that album bangs. Zach All Bryan those... save music. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like Zach Bryan as much as the next guy. I still don't know how I feel about that album. That album rules. <laughs> I don't just just I still don't know how I feel. It's up in the air. Teach has uh, never heard of Zach Bryan. <laughs> Teach has heard of Zach Bryan because all I those white now, people walked by his apartment. All white people walking around downtown, <laughs> except for they were dressed like Midwestern white people. And I was like, what am I missing? What's happening? They were all going to a Zach Bryan concert. At He's the him. Crypto arena. Yeah. So uh, that is. I don't think been... I've ever heard one of his songs ever. Not even <laughs> once. I'll send it to you offline. I'll send, I'll send you a Spotify yeah. link here in a little bit. <laughs> He wouldn't even click that if his life depended on it. He'd be like, yeah, great. Um, so uh, thank you for watching One Take Podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since we've been back. We said we were going to do an episode three weeks ago and then didn't. Hopefully we were back with, if not a new review, a throwback review as we try to work out our timing on this podcast along with football schedules that I have to go cover and that Tej is apparently gallivanting around the southern United States <laughs> to, to go see. Towns and children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> children, 18-year-olds. Um, the, the college football is dead and bad, and uh, we don't have to go talk watch about it. it. <laughs> Boycott it. It's a Sport. danger to the community. Sports are stupid, and you're praying for young children to get CTE. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> These colleges make millions of dollars off of the backs of young black men, and what you're doing is exploiting them. Yep. And supporting that. Yep. So I shall be protecting my mental health. <laughs> By watching the Houston Texans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 by watching grown men get exploited <laughs> for cash. <laughs> oh my god, that game stunk too. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. The NFL stunk this weekend, by the way. I don't know if like De or TJ, I know you're not a huge NFL fan. I like everyone was bad. Except for Tua. Anyway, I'm going, I'm rambling. Deshaun Watson Losing. was the worst quarterback we've ever seen, and he still won like twenty-four to three. Like, That's it was nasty. That kind of weekend. Jo Joseph Burrow stinky. <laughs> That's so nasty. Danny uh, Dimes also stinky. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I forgot you're a Giants fan. That stunk. <laughs> Ooh, that stink? That has to stay. Luckily, I have removed myself from NFL fandom years ago. Thank <laughs> what God. What the fuck is that smell, Teach? <laughs> Thank God. Oh man! Anyway, forty to nothing on your on your head—that's crazy. Um, In front of everybody. Yeah. Anyway, don't watch football. Watch us. Go back and stream all of our episodes. You can watch us at uh, One Take Podcast on YouTube, One Take Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. The like. Thank you so much for di liking, downloading, and subscribing. We would really appreciate it if you did that. And uh, hopefully, we will see you soon. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag Sport Florence Pew. We out here. All right, we're out. One head in the morning, she just want lay in the daylight. She ain't trying to do no falling. Don't want love if it ain't right. Walk on the beach on Sunday afternoon and make her feel alive. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I can change the story if you let me. Promise in the morning won't forget me. Lady, I've been missing California. I am far from perfect, but you get me. Light of
smiles getting in.